Hi, everybody, and welcome to Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro and Mike Quick back for his second week. We didn't scare him off after his rookie appearance last week. We've got a lot to get to on the show today. First, I want to ask you, Mike, um, tough game on Sunday night in Dallas. What did you take away from that loss? You know what I took away? That this is a good football team. Um, I don't think many people expected this team to go down to Dallas and play as well as they played. Well, I thought they played great. And it's a game that they everyone knows they should have, could have won. They didn't win the game, but I was impressed with how well they played, how well they fought, all the way down to the end. And we know that many of these games are going to come down to the last possession. And in that last possession, there are just some things that didn't go well. And that's the reason why they lost the game. But I was really impressed with the way they played. Yeah, they went toe-to-toe with a team that everybody kind of figures is the best team in the NFL, in the NFC right now. Yes. Sorry, New England Patriots. Uh, and the Eagles really were in position to win that game. You've got to learn to close things out. So True. we're looking at the New York Giants, though. But first, today, Doug Peterson and many others had press conferences. Let's get you caught up on everything happening with his football team, including the very latest on Josh Huff, our Eagles 360 update with Alex Smith. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith here with your 360 update. Well, as the Eagles get set for Sunday's game in New York, some off-the-field news had to be addressed by the team today as reports surfaced on Tuesday that wide receiver Josh Huff was involved in an incident on the Walt Whitman Bridge. Today we heard from head coach Doug Peterson and from Huff himself responding to those reports. It's not what you want on a, on a player day off uh, to see happen. Um, he and I spoke uh, about it privately and, and uh, um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's one of the things I, I talk about all the time with players. You know, you just try to eliminate distractions. And I made a terrible decision yesterday, um, and I mean, I can't get into details about anything, but I'm already apologized to my teammates and uh, to Mr. Leary and the entire Eagles organization uh, about my actions yesterday. And Meanwhile, switching back to news on the field, the Eagles have had some trouble in closing out close games this season. Today we heard from some of the players on what needs to change to come out victorious in those tight games. You don't just show up on Sunday and all of a sudden think you're going to finish a game. It's, it's, it's the way you go about everything, whether it be your meetings, your practices, your drills, uh, your lifts. Um, you got to finish everything, and, and, and it's got to be um, you know, a lifestyle. And, and I think this team uh, understands what it takes. I think just in those moments, everybody has to really lock in on what their main job is. You know, I think sometimes it's, it's innate that when you think you've got the game under control, everybody kind of, you know, takes that deep breath, and then that's when we slip up. You know, it just comes with trial and error. You know, obviously it's frustrating. Um, we just got to execute down the, down the wire. You know, it's pretty plain and simple. We, we can't turn the ball over, and we just got to execute late in games, and um, I think we'll be fine once we start doing that. And finally, we'll close with a quick injury update. Left guard Alan Barber did not practice today. He is still week to week, according to Coach Peterson. Meanwhile, defensive tackle Benny Logan did practice in a limited fashion today. You can stay right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app for a complete injury update. And with your 360 update, I'm Alex Smith. Thank you so much, Alex. A lot to get to on this 360 today. In a bit, we'll get our first look at the New York Giants. We'll go behind the scenes with our behind enemy lines. And when we return to Eagles 360, some stats and numbers are next-gen stats coming up. You won't want to miss it. We'll be back in just a moment on Eagles 360.
I step to Philly. I step to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I step to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly! Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Take your spring vacation with Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacation's Beach Blitz. Join me, along with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jordan Matthews on an all-inclusive vacation a world away from the ordinary at the luxurious, now-jade Riviera Cancun Resort. You'll receive non-stop round-trip airfare, luxury hotel accommodations, and special events with Eagles VIPs. Go to applevacations.com eagles to book your trip today. Welcome you back. It's Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Mike Quick, and we like to dig into the numbers here on the show. We've got some next-gen stats for you looking back at that tough loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and welcome back to another edition of Stats Only, where every week we go inside some of the biggest plays from the Eagles' latest game. And as we go back and look at the matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, we'll start today by looking at the opening kickoff which helped set an early physical tone for the Eagles and nearly created a turnover on the first play of the game. Dallas's lucky Whitehead can be a dangerous returner, but the Eagles made sure he had nowhere to run on Sunday night. The Eagles' charge was led by Michael Kendricks and Terrence Brooks, who combined to force a fumble that Whitehead was fortunate enough to recover. Kendricks reached a top speed of 21.17 miles per hour on the play, while Brooks peaked at 21.7 miles per hour. The duo created a combined force of 584.13 newtons on the play. And for those of you who are a little bit rusty with your physics, that's enough force to accelerate a 180 pound object, in this case Whitehead, up to 16 miles per hour per second. So it's no surprise that the Eagles were able to force the ball out thanks to the big hit. Switching over to the defensive side of the ball, linebacker Jordan Hicks seems to have a knack for making big plays in Dallas, and his end zone interception was yet another example. With the Cowboys driving deep into Eagles territory late in the second quarter, Hicks stepped up and made his biggest play of the night, intercepting Dak Prescott in the end zone. For Hicks, the interception was his second pick in Dallas in his last two games played at AT&T Stadium. Hicks used his combination of size and athleticism to make the play as his eight foot reach and 38 inch vertical leap helped him easily pick the ball out of the air. Hicks had a very strong game overall, traveling a total of 1,265 yards on 83 snaps, reaching a top speed of 17.88 miles per hour. And finally, we'll focus in on kicker Caleb Sturgis, who is very quietly having the best year of his NFL career in his second season here in Philadelphia. 
Sturgis has been consistent throughout the season, missing just one field goal in 18 attempts. Sunday's game may have been his best performance yet as an Eagle. He connected on three field goal attempts, including a career-long 55-yarder. And if you add up all of Sturgis' kicks, from kickoffs to field goals and extra points, Sturgis drilled the ball a combined 578 yards in the game, resulting in five touchbacks and just one return, while also putting 11 points on the board for the Eagles. That will wrap things up for this week's edition of Stats Only. We'll see you back here next week on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app. Once again, thanks so much, Alex. And we're talking a little defense here, Mike. Um, I thought the Eagles defense really acquitted itself well on Sunday. We'll talk about the matchup against the Giants, particularly the linebackers are stepping up here. Yeah, and they have to. You know, this is a defense where, of course, the front four, they're going to go up the field all the time. And they're going to leave spaces, and it's up to the linebackers and then the safety that comes down in the box to fill those gaps. And everybody in a gap, it makes this defense work. So the Eagles, the defense better work really well on Sunday. The New York Giants have one of the most explosive offenses in the National Football League. When we return to Eagles 360, our first look at the rested and ready-to-go 4-3 and three New York football Giants. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Amorosos. Get ready to roll into a suite with Amorosos. Enter at PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash roll into a suite for a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Eagles versus Washington game. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. With Simply Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdraw, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. You here to buy the tickets? Hey, buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. Dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. What were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. He's good? Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay. Lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music, but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. Oh, Dave Spadaro, Mike Quick, it's Eagles 360. We come your way Monday through Friday on PhiladelphiaEagles.com in the official app. Road trip up the turnpike this week, Mike. Uh -huh. The New York Giants. Yep. How would you like the rivalry when you played? That's always a good trip, and I love those rivalries. I love these games like the Redskins and the Giants where it's right up and down, down 95 quarter. They're, they're the best games. You know a lot of these guys from the offseason. You have relationships with a lot of these guys. And to me, it just makes the rivalry that much better, that much sweeter when you're able to especially go there and get a win. Yeah, and the, a win would be so huge for the Eagles, 
who need this game to reach the 5-3 and three mark at the halfway point of the season. Our first look now at the New York Giants, and we start at the quarterback position. Carson Wentz, Mike, talk about his progress. And then Eli Manning continuing to play at a high level, although he will be quite a target for Jim Schwartz. You know, I think that Carson Wentz, when you watch him play now, you almost forget that he's a rookie because he plays so well. He plays like a veteran. He handles himself like a veteran. And the way he runs the offense, just to watch this guy on a day-to-day basis, he doesn't seem like a rookie at all and so impressive. And looking at the New York Giants and their quarterback, I think it's one of these situations where, like the Minnesota Vikings, you know where Eli's going to be. Eli doesn't take a lot of sacks because he's going to throw the ball away. But he's going to give you some opportunities, especially when there's pressure around him. He's not good with pressure. He's not good against the blitz. So he's going to throw the ball up at times and give opportunities for the secondary to get picks, to turn the football over. And, and that's a good thing because the way Swartz is able to attack offenses and quarterbacks, I think is going to really work in the Eagles' favor in this game on Sunday. Mike, for those who might not know it, what does this mean when Carson gets up to the line of scrimmage and what does it mean? It means he's got a big chest. Hey, uh, it's a signal, right? It's, he's killing a play. Is he going to, to an audible? So I think sometimes you can use that as a dummy audible, but I think most often Carson, when he does this, he's breaking the play that's called in the huddle, and he's getting the team into a better play, a good play. And you see the veteran quarterbacks throughout the National Football League do this. Whether it's kill, kill, you'll hear some of them say kill, kill, or there are different codes for, for killing the play that's initially called and getting the team into a better play. All right, running game here, Mike. Uh, the New York Giants, they just don't run the football. Rashad Jennings, 2.7 yards per carry. Yeah. We don't know on the Eagles' side who's going to run the football. Darren Sproles, a big game against the Cowboys. What can you reasonably expect in terms of his energy level, his touches moving forward here? Well, I think it's not a bad thing that we don't know who the running back is going to be of the day. And Deuce Staley is a running back's coach, and he likes to mix those things up. So for the New York Giants, they have the same question that you have. So they're not sure if it's going to be Ryan Matthews, if it's going to be a heavy dose of Darren Sproles, or is it going to be Wendell Smallwood? They've got four backs, and they have to decide which of these backs. But I I think that you're able to mix things up, but you cannot – in my mind, you really have to start to feature one guy. And mixing it up from week to week, it will confuse the other side. But I think you, do, you lose a little bit of continuity within your offense when you have to do that all the time. Do you believe that the Giants are a one-dimensional offense at this point, and maybe that plays into the favor of the Eagles? They're not a good running football team. The Giants are strong when they're throwing the ball. When they have time to throw the football and you're getting the ball to those targets that they have on the outside. Victor Cruz is back. The rookie seems to be outstanding. He's targeted more than any rookie wide receiver in the National Football League. And, of course, They've got Odell Beckham Jr., who's one of the top receivers in the league. He can do so many things. So that's the strength of what they do. So if you're able to eliminate that or, or at least put a muzzle on that and force Eli to do something else with the football, then the Eagles stand a real strong chance of winning this football game. Mike, the Eagles wide receivers have not been productive enough. Maybe that's a fair thing to say. True. They certainly want more production out of them. True. What do you see from that group? They have to be better. It's plain and simple. They have can to, they be better? They can be better. And, and to me, drop passes are just a, a matter of concentration. It's watch the ball into your hands. It's as simple as that. you got to watch the ball. And you can't be concerned about run after the catch when you drop this many passes. It's all about making a catch. Even if I fall down where I catch the football, 
at least I'm doing my job. I'm getting to the football and making the catch. Too many times, the wide receivers are dropping too many balls, and it has an effect. They have to be able to win on the outside, man coverage against the Giants, and the Giants have very good cover corners. Janoris Jenkins on the outside. They drafted Eli Apple and Dominic Rogers Cromartie. We know that guy because he was here for a while. All of these guys are very good man cover guys. They have to be able to beat those guys in man coverage. If you can't do that in this league, you can't play. And Landon Collins, a big playmaker yeah. at the safety position. The Eagles must get the ball to the tight end as well. Zach Ertz, a couple of catches, but really nothing down the field for Zach. Why? I think it's part design, and you have to get the quarterback comfortable with throwing the football down the field. And part of it is this horizontal stretching that we're seeing a lot of, but there has to be more emphasis on vertically stretching the defense and opening up because right now defenses are able to shorten the field. They're able to play down and because they're not threatened over the top. You got to get a little bit more of that going on. Even if they're not completions, Dave, if you're able to threaten down the field, it opens up your, your defense. It opens up everything for the offense, for the, that inside receiver that you talked about, the Zach Hurts. It opens up running lanes for your running backs. That has a big effect on the defense if they're concerned about the deep ball. And we'll see Doug Peterson, when he was in studio on Tuesday, said that he wants to throw the ball down, down the field more. So we'll see if, that, if he has the opportunity to do so. A matchup to watch on Sunday, uh, the right tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, Halapolavati Vitae, and Jason Pierre-Paul. Mm -hmm. uh, how has Vitae played? How is that matchup? I think since the very, the very first game where Vitae had to go in and start, he's miles away from that. He played so much better in the last two games, and in particular against the Dallas Cowboys. He played extremely well. There may have been one or two plays where he was beaten, but he showed his athleticism getting on the outside and getting perimeter blocks to the second level. He showed his strength and power and holding up in, in pass protection and in the run game. Um, he looks so much better. He looks completely different now, and I think it's a, a big confidence factor. He's a little more confident now. He's settled in now, and he feels like he belongs now. And that's really, really encouraging because the Eagles looking at two reserve starters this week with Wisniewski at left guard and with, with Vitae, the rookie, replacing Lane Johnson at the right tackle position. That's our first look at the Eagles and the New York Giants for Sunday. Of course, we've got a few days to talk about this great matchup. We've got more to get to here on Eagles 360 when we return. Behind enemy lines, Michael Eisen from Giants.com giving us the very latest on an enigmatic New York Giants football team. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by McDonald's. Mix and match on McDonald's McPick 2 for $2.50 menu, now featuring Filet-O-Fish for a limited time. I'm loving it. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give them heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give them the one, two. You tell them, Captain. Go out there and we're going to really give them the business. My God, let's sock it to them. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Come on, boys, let's give them a while. Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete, especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today.
simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with simply write checking from Santander Bank. He's good? Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay, lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music, but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. No. We are back. It's Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Mike Quick. Time for Chris McPherson to take over right now. It's our behind enemy lines look at the New York Giants. Hello, everyone. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome to Behind Enemy Lines, presented by Gatorade here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. The Eagles travel up north to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York football Giants this Sunday. It's the last road division game for the Eagles in 2016. They need to get a win. And to preview the matchup, we bring in a man who is an institution when it comes to covering the Giants, and that's Michael Eisen from Giants.com. Michael, my first question for you is this. The Giants have struggled to run the football this season, ranked last in the league in that category. So have they gotten enough good play from Eli Manning to offset that on the Giants' way to their 4-3 and three start to this point? Uh, Chris, before I answer the question, I just want to say that in 2011, we finished last in the league in rushing, and we won the Super Bowl. So, But to answer your question, yes, I think Eli Manning has been playing well. He's really no different than he's been in any other season. It's year 13 for Eli. Uh, he actually has his uh, highest completion percentage uh, of his career right now. Uh, he's a, a strong leader. He's a key team captain again. He's throwing the ball well. Has he been perfect? No. I'm sure uh, most notably he'd like to have a couple of passes from the Washington game back. But Eli's playing well at, at uh, late in, in at age 35. Michael, not to harp on the rushing game, but Shane Vereen is injured. Rashad Jenks has struggled. He's had some injuries this season. Is there any hope in sight for the Giants rushing attack coming off the bye week? Yeah, I think so, Chris. I don't want to minimize the fact we are, we are only averaging 70 yards uh, rushing a game, and I know Ben McAdoo would like that to, to improve. But I, I do think so. Uh, I think we look at Paul Perkins, the fifth-round draft choice from UCLA, who has uh, – I think only gotten 16 touches in the first seven games, and I would expect that he would see the ball more often. He's shown potential to uh, take the ball and gain some yardage. Uh, Orleans Darkwa, who didn't even play, a, he started a game and then didn't play the next two, but he's a, he's a hard runner when he's in there. Um, you know, everyone, uh, I think, expects Rashad Jennings to come around at some point. He, he's in top condition. and. Uh, there's still hope that Shane Vereen will come back off IR late in the year. So I definitely think uh, there is plenty of hope and uh, p the possibility of improvement in the run game. Michael, Eagles fans are well aware of what Odell Beckham could do on the field, had over 200 yards in the game this season. But how has Ben McAdoo utilized the other receivers? Victor Cruz coming off, missing last season with a knee injury, and rookie Sterling Shepard. Well, when you have three good receivers like that, uh, Ben's trying to spread the ball around. Uh, there's going to be mismatches somewhere. I think Odell is the one who uh, most often draws a double team. Uh, so you look for Victor, you look for uh, uh, Sterling. Um, but he's trying to get the ball to all of them. I think you know Be uh, Odell is probably the first among equals. Uh, but Ben's trying to get them all involved as much as he can. If you look at the defensive side of the football, Michael, Jerry Reese invested a lot of money this offseason in free agency. So of all the new additions, who has provided the most bang for the buck on the defensive side of the ball for Steve Spagnuolo? 
Uh, right now, I'd have to say Janoris Jenkins, our, our cornerback. He's really been, uh, well, he's certainly been our best cornerback. He's the one who covers uh, uh, the top receiver on the other team uh, in most games. He has two interceptions. Uh, he's been a real, he's been a good tackler. Uh, he's just, he plays hard. He's a practice every day. He also returned, uh, scored a touchdown on a 65-yard uh, uh, blocked field goal. So I would have to say uh, all of them have played pretty well or very well, uh, but I think Janoris is, uh, is a little bit above the, the others. Last question for you real quick here, Michael. Who is an under-the-radar X Factor? Who's a player that we're just not talking about that might impact this game between two division rivals who are both 4-3 and three in the season? You know, I, I, it's hard to say uh, that uh, Olivier Vernon would be under the radar considering uh, you know, he's one of our marquee free agents, but uh, he, he only has one sack this year, and I think uh, he personifies what coaches like to say, that sacks are overrated. It's really more pressure. He's been re a really good all-around player. He had five solo tackles in the London game against the Rams. He forced a fumble, uh, pressured uh, Case Keenum. He's really done a lot. Uh, just doesn't have the sacks to show for it. And I, I really think he's uh, on the verge of a breakout game where he's going to get a couple of sacks and uh, really step up as a major force at defensive end. Michael Eisen from Giants.com, thank you so much for taking us behind enemy lines here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Chris. Thank you so much, Mike. And now time to take a look at the Eagles' upcoming schedule, and that is presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster. For the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets, visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Mike, after this game against the Giants, Eagles back home against Atlanta, and then on the road again against Seattle. Although, I got to tell you, I think the schedule, when I looked at it a couple of weeks ago, I said, boy, the brutal schedule but I don't think the Giants are as good as we thought I don't think Seattle's as good as we thought and I certainly don't think Green Bay is as good as we thought that Just said very tough what well, about Atlanta I think Atlanta's better than I thought yeah yeah okay okay I'm respecting that offense yeah you feel they're, that way yeah they're very good yeah and, and I, I agree with you on the other points I don't think the Giants are a great football team and I think it's an opportunity for the Eagles to get back into the win column I think going out to Seattle it's a little tougher tougher of a task but um if you look at Seattle, they're not playing well. I saw what happened with them in New Orleans. Um, that, too, is a game that – but they have to be at their best. Yeah. You know, it's, this team is a good team, the Eagles, but they're not good enough to make a lot of mistakes and still win in the National Football League. If they play good, disciplined football, they should be able to, in the next three or four weeks, get three or four wins. Yeah, get some wins. Hey, four turnovers in the fourth quarter of games for the Eagles. You're not going to win games doing that. So we've got one more segment to go here on Eagles 360. When we return, we'll take a look ahead at what's going on for the Philadelphia Eagles and for you on Thursday right here. We're coming right back. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher, like fresher meat and seafood and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. I've been an athlete for as long as I can remember. In the summer, I was taking a long bike ride, and when I looked up, a tree had fallen across the shoulder of the road. 
And when I came to, I couldn't feel anything below my neck. And I thought my life had changed forever. I was helivaced to Jefferson Hospital, and the Rothman doctors did an emergency procedure and fused the vertebrae in my spine. Now I'm back on the bike, I'm enjoying myself, and it's all thanks to the Rothman doctors at Jefferson. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. Time now for our Amorosos on the menu segment here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. On Thursday, Press Pass, we've got Jim Schwartz and Frank Reich talking to the media. Glenn Macnow's bold predictions and a progress report on the guy we were talking about earlier, Big V, Halapolavati Vitae, the starting right tackle at the moment. Amoroso's the reason Philly sandwiches are so famous. Michael Anthony, what is the key to beating the Giants on Sunday? Key to beating the Giants is winning on the outside by the wide receivers and affecting the quarterback Eli Manning, because he's got targets. If you give him time to throw the football, you've got a problem. Affecting the quarterback, number one, and winning your one-on-one -on -one battles on the outside by the wide receivers on the offensive side. All right. He is Michael Quick. I am Dave Spadaro. You are thanked for watching us here on Eagles 360. We're back tomorrow with Glenn Macnow. In the meantime, have yourselves a great Eagles game.